Here's a message from Ken Lavica. We may be seeing the end of an era. We may be seeing the end of Albert Pujols, one of the greatest of all time, but there's no doubt that over the last 10 years, he has not been the same. A precipitous fade, but he's also not the saddest sports fade of all time. I'll tell you who it is to me next. Coquel hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Albert Pujols might be a wrap. Someone that was well on his way to being the greatest first baseman of all time. Now, I really don't think there is any way that he has passed Lou Gehrig. And what a fade. What an incredible career fade. Really, sort of unprecedented. However, in terms of a a fandom standpoint, there are career fades that have affected me forever. And a lot of what-ifs that have affected me in my sports lifetime. Ken Levick alive on a Friday. We have made it to the end of the week. I am fully vaccinated for COVID-19. We'll talk about that later in the show. I have made my way out of my home day after a vaccine to be in studio and in John Levine Accident Attorney Studios making the sacrifice, and I actually don't even feel that bad, to hang out with Coquel. He is Coquel. I am Levicka. And we are in downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point uh, Towers, right off the Intracoastal. Uh, so uh, Albert Pujols and the Angels are parting ways. The release is official. Albert Pujols is now a free agent, not even fulfilling the complete 10-year, $240 million contract that he signed with Anaheim that lured him uh, out of St. Louis and took him away from the place where he had set the path to arguably being the greatest of all time. Coquel, listen to some of these numbers of Albert Pujols in St. Louis. Nine all-star appearances. Three MVPs, and this is in an 11-year career in St. Louis. A war of 101.4 through 2016 in his career, so that seeps into Southern California for him. He hit 445 home runs in just over a decade with the Cardinals. He hit 328 with the Cardinals, 617 slugging, OPS of 1037. I mean, we're talking legendary, we're talking all-time, we're talking ridiculous, never-before-seen numbers in a decade span. I mean, he was unquestionably on a path where he was going to be unadulterated the top first baseman of all time, the best first baseman of all time. And he not only did it uh, in the regular season, but he also was incredibly clutch in the postseason. I mean, the one... The, the one singular play that stands out to me for, for Albert Pujols as a member of the Cardinals was the 2005 NLCS against the Astros, where the Astros are a strike away from winning the pennant and going to face the White Sox in the World Series, and Pujols unleashes a mammoth soul-crushing blast uh, over the railroad tracks and left in Houston off of Brad Lidge. Lidge was the best closer in the game that year. And absolutely, the the reaction of the crowd 
is is stunning. Um, the now uh, uh, ruined Tom Brenneman's call, perfect on Fox and Pools, was just the ultimate villain, but also the clear best player in baseball. And now, here's Albert Pujols with the LA Angels. 240-289-405 slash line over the past five years. I mean, that's that's like utility player numbers. The only thing that he really truly had going for him were some power numbers. And yeah, he still has some power, but we mentioned he hit 328 in St. Louis. He hit 256 as an angel. 311 slugging as an angel. 758 OPS as an angel. I mean, not only are those numbers well below what he was in St. Louis, they're downright below average from a an actual overall baseball standpoint. I mean, his slide, the Albert Pujols from St. Louis to the Albert Pujols from L.A. is mind-boggling. How did that happen? I know there's discussion about PEDs with him, and I know there's been discussion about whether or not his age is actually his age, and he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about it, but it's it's not out of line to say that what Albert Pujols became with the Angels, and it really started from day one with the Angels. He made one playoff appearance, never won a playoff series. It's sad. That's the one word that comes to mind when I think about Albert Pujols' time with the Angels and what happened to his career in terms of production. It's flat out sad. You can't help as a baseball fan, but see those numbers and see how he's played and how overmatched he's been and not be saddened by that. It sucks. It really, truly sucks. You hate to see the star just fall off like that. It's just a... I mean, he fell off a cliff. Especially when they're widely known as a good guy. You know what I mean? Off the field, it's just to watch them fall off and just just be so bad. Where you're yeah. like, but why can't... It was like that... And was, I know he was Who injured. was the guy who struck out like 100 times in a row for the for the Orioles? There was someone who was... He was really good, and then he couldn't get a hit. Like, you just baffled by it. You just want him to – or Chuck Knobloch, all of a sudden – He couldn't throw. Not being able to throw from second base right. to, to first. Right. You just feel bad because you feel like there's something more than just not being able to play. Like, where did the confidence go? Where did the spark go? Why right. are you all of a sudden not good anymore? And I listened to a, an interview. Excuse me. I didn't mean okay. to cut you You're off. Good. Gilbert Arena said, like, he, after the gun thing that happened in the locker room, he lost his edge, mm-hmm. and he just could never re- – no matter how hard he tried to fake it, he couldn't recapture it mentally, even though he could walk in a gym and hit 30 straight threes from half court. Well, if you're in and out of a lineup and you're injured as often as Albert Pujols has been, and Albert Pujols is not a uh, a young guy, but he also he signed that 10-year, $240 million deal at age 31. That should still be prime for Albert Pujols. And not to mention, you have Pujols and you have Trout and you have all of that money. Don't forget Josh Hamilton was on the Angels. They were signed. I mean, Artie Moreno, the owner of the Angels, spent $365 million on Trout, Pujols, and Hamilton combined to bring them together, and it equaled zero playoff series wins. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. But when you're in and out of the lineup, yeah, you. I'm pretty sure you, you start losing your edge as the you can't stop being banged up. You can't stop being injured. And the sadness of the career decline of Albert Pujols reminds me of what I experienced as a young baseball fan, seeing what took place with Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr., with that swing, the backwards hat, 
just the the, Smiled, the, the, the coolness. He was so hip. He's climbing the wall, hitting bombs out of the, the kingdom, and then Safeco Field. I mean, the Mariners in 2001, uh, I mean, that, that that's still the most dominant regular season team I've ever seen in my life, and they were just flat-out cool. And it was so sad to see Griffey not only leave Seattle, but then go to Cincinnati, put on all that weight, get injured all the time, never recapture anything close to what he had with the Mariners. I remember when the White Sox got him for a half a season in 2008, and I'm like, yes, this is going to be amazing. And he's just, it wasn't the same. But it was quick with Griffey. Like, it wasn't the same quickly it seems with Ken be, Griffey seems Jr. seems to be the way it happens with a lot of guys. Quick story about Ken Griffey. I grew up a Yankee fan in New York, and I went to a Met game, and I decided to wear a Yankee jersey, which I hate when people wear like the jersey that team's not playing. Yeah. But I had found at Models, which is a sports store up there, a Ken Griffey Jr. red shirt underneath. So I purposely wore it. We had great seats because of a friend's dad fourth row. All the fans are screaming at me, take off the Yankee jersey, take off the Yankee jersey. Took it off. Underneath was a Griffey Reds jersey. Met fans went nuts, and we almost got thrown out. <laughs> but, man, Griffey was so hurt He was all so the time. good, but then he was, he was so, so bad. He's so hurt and so ineffective. And uh, before Pools, it was the Griffey deal with the Reds that you would say is like one of the, the worst uh, free agent contracts for an all-timer. Giancarlo Stanton now rivaling that uh, with the Yankees. Um, he's, but, he's hot right now. I know he is hot right now. It's about time. It only took three seasons. It's so weird with him, though, because – the, hit, the home runs he gets, it looks like he misses, and it's just an opposite field line drive. Because he's a behemoth. That just goes 400 feet. I know, it's awesome. And then the short porch helps a little bit, It too. is. Like, I just feel like the wind from his bat can <laughs> propel a ball 400 feet uh, in the Bronx. But, uh, you know, it, it's sad what happened with Albert Pools. It's, it was sad to see Ken Griffey Jr.'s decline. Which sports career decline made you the saddest as a fan? Someone on a team that you follow? someone that was an all-time great, or even someone that might have been just a, an average player that you grew to love or was a fan favorite who just didn't have it anymore, and it was sad to see him go out. What career decline made you saddest as a sports fan? Because Pools and Griffey are right up there. They were great, greatest of the great, and they're going to end their careers, or Griffey did, and Pools will, uh, with us, really not remembering, and a, a generation of baseball fans truly not remembering how dominant they were. Which career decline made you saddest? 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. 888-760-3776. I'm going to throw out an unconventional one, and I know he's still fighting, um, but I'm going to say Manny Pacquiao. I mean, I was obsessed with Manny Pacquiao at the apex of his powers. Manny Pacquiao with the speed and the ability and the different weight classes. I mean, just absolutely dominant, exciting, worth every single cent of pay-per-view money that you're going to spend to watch him. And he was never the same after Marquez knocked him out in Jerry World. He was never the same after that. Him laying unconscious, lifeless, motionless, there on in the ring at Jerry World after Marquez knocked him out, he was never the same. It's just never, ever been the same, and it culminated in the disappointing uh, Pacquiao-Mayweather fight. So that was a career decline that makes me, especially because I'll go down a, a YouTube wormhole of great 
Pacquiao moments. And it's been a long time since Pacquiao has been great, even though he's still trying to go well into his 40s. Which career declines made you the saddest? 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN, and you can tweet them at us, at ESPN West Palm. Larry is in Boynton. Larry, you're on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Ken. I just wanted to say Chris Davis for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, That's who Coach Cal was talking for about? Through another year. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's just that. killing us. $23 million a year, and he hasn't even batted yet this year. Man, oh, and man. No home runs last year. He's just horrible. It's I, just killing You know what? And it's funny you mentioned Chris Davis because, yeah, four or five years ago, we're talking an emerging household name, and I can't remember the last time I even had a singular thought about Chris Davis. Like, that pretty much tells the story of him. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate it. Jay in West Palm Beach. Jay, jump in here. Which career uh, decline made you the most sad? Yeah, man, and one made, made me most sad is even as a kid, man. I was in tears, man. Muhammad Ali, man. Mm-hmm. This guy was the greatest, man. American hero, man. And yep. just to see him being a shell of himself, man, I was like, oh, wow. Well, it's just so disappointing. You know, and I had mentioned Pacquiao. The the boxing declines, I think, are the ones that, um, that, that hurt the most, especially the all-time greats. Because, um, you know, with Ali, you think that he's – unbeatable even in early in his career bouts that he lost he'd come back avenge losses uh hold the 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 belts hold the titles and go through stretches where they're larger than life and then when they finally get caught and and Ali's decline was starting to become a bit concerning because Jay if you remember like he he started losing speed he started losing reflexes and you could start to tell late and you can go back on YouTube and watch the fights now you could tell something was wrong there. You could tell something was wrong, and it wasn't shortly after his career ended that you knew something was seriously wrong. Yeah, no question about it. And I, I, I think one of the things that he made famous, I don't think any other boxer would do that because I think it contributed to his demise, is the rope-a-dope where mm-hmm. he would more or less let you just punch Take him and punch him. Yeah. And then he, yeah, yeah, I don't think any boxer would subscribe to that type of fighting anymore knowing what we know about the sport. So, Completely but, uh, agree. But yeah, that was not due with Ali. No, that's hey, perfect. Man. All right, Jay, appreciate it. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Ewing for me. Patrick Ewing at the end of his career because he fell off at the next couple injured years, but then seeing him bloated, issues, right? bloated in Orlando, yeah. he had knees, foot, shoulders. You know who's similar to that? Hurt. Speaking of getting bloated late in their career, Sean Kemp. Sean, oh yeah, well, he got fat. Like he he got, didn't get bloated. He got fat. Like you remember after the, after the lockout in 94, Sean Kemp, basically just never lost the weight that he gained in that time off. He went from dominant player to and perennial all-star to just sort of a, well, a guy that had to be wagoned onto the court. Like it was it, When Sean Kemp and Oliver Miller started resembling one another, that was a problem. But in Sean Kemp's defense, like I have two kids and I'm always eating their snacks, <laughs> and that's why I got fat. Of them, right. So think about 27 kids <laughs> and the amount of yeah. string cheeses you're eating. It's going to add up. Bro, those goldfish really do truly add up. Sean Kemp, I totally get it. Whose career decline made you the most sad? I, we, we've talked Muhammad Ali. We've talked Manny Pacquiao. Albert Pujols, of course, after being released by the Angels yesterday. Ken Griffey Jr. Um, and I'll throw out another one. Devin Hester. And I know that he had a little bit of flash, just a bit with the Falcons. But Devin Hester, for the first three years of his pro career, 
in Chicago. He And I'm not joking about this, Coquel. Growing up in Chicago, and I in my lifetime, there was late career Walter Payton. Mm-hmm. There was Brian Urlacher. There was, uh, you know, some players that you'd think would capture the imagination of the community. There has never been a more electric Bears player in my lifetime based at the height of his powers than Devin Hester was. I mean, Devin Hester was, I mean, with my friends talking at school. A lot like Pujols at the bat. He was must-watch, excuse me. Absolutely. Out of Suncoast. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there, there were, you could not miss a punt or a kickoff in the first three years. You gathered around to uh, watch yes. it. If he was on your yep. TV, because a lot of this was before yep. you really had access to every game. If he was on your TV and they were punting, you gathered yep. around to see what Hester would do. I, I was born in 1984. Let's not forget. I, I mean, Walter Payton was late in his career by that point, or at least to a point where he wasn't the the true like Walter Payton that we knew in the late 70s, in the early 80s. Devin Hester. I mean, there were if we were in the kitchen after church, and listening on the radio, uh, or if we're coming home from church, you got to make sure you get home before noon. Get home before noon. Can't miss opening kickoff if the Bears won the toss and elected to receive, which they always did because time you had zone. Devin Hester. Yeah, exactly. I, I, right. The noon thing threw me off, which I'm so jealous of other Central coasts. time zone, the best time zone. I won't even debate it. It's just fact. I don't know. I would take West Coast with NFL. Start at 10 a.m. and go all day oh. and then go to bed at a regular time. Bro, uh, this was 2015 or 16. FAU basketball started a season in Hawaii. And the NFL games on Sunday started at like 8 a.m. That's so awesome. It was pretty damn cool. It was really cool. All right, let's get back on track. Good God, stop. William and Royal Palm. William, which career decline made you the saddest? It was was a combination of decline. Uh, There was the obvious decline. But there was so much promise that got shut down so early. And I would have to say Meldrick Taylor after that Chavez fight, where yeah. stopping that fight. Yes, that that kid, that kid had a career ahead of him, and he was just uh, young, and he never recovered from that stoppage at eight with eight seconds left. So you're you're in the camp, and I'm I, I think I'm in the camp too. But you're in the camp. It sounds like that Meldrick Taylor got screwed, right? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, even if even if. Uh, uh, they would have let the eight. Uh, Chavez was not going to win that fight. No, no, it was gonna the only be- way he was going to win it w- was by stopping. Right, and that was easy, unanimous decision. Even after the punishment he took in the final round, that was easy, unanimous decision. Taylor win, absolutely, and he was never, yep. ever, ever the same after that. We didn't get William's favorite time zone. <laughs> well, what are you doing here? Uh, 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. You know, we've actually we've um taken. A good amount of boxing, boxing. calls. So what we're going to do when we come fight back? Each other. No, we're Fights not going to fight sports. one another. You have fight. a significant, a significant weight advantage on me. Hey, um, hey. I'm not That's saying. And no, 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 I'm not. I went to training yesterday. You are not allowed to say that to me, sir. <laughs> and I'm going to HR over that. Uh, but when we come back, uh, we saw just a complete circus yesterday at Hard Rock Stadium. Floyd Mayweather. And the Pauls, Logan Paul, and then eventually his brother, Jake Paul. And that also made me really sad. And I know we have boxing fans here, we clearly do, uh, that listen to this show. So let's, let's talk about the state of the, of the sport because I'm not feeling great about it. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. 
from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. The Paul brothers, I hate to say it because there's a Canelo Alvarez fight this weekend, but the Paul brothers are boxing. And good, Jesus, God, is it depressing. Ken LaVica Live featuring Coquel. It's the weekend. We're approaching the weekend. Whew, starring. What a, what a lot. No, featuring. Coquel. Starring Coquel. Is that what you tell yourself? That's what I tell my you wife. You know, you are a star. You Thanks, are a star. Buddy. And I appreciate you. And you can hear Coquel's greatness on the Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast. I only say featuring because that's the name. But man, you are a star. Which I had to shoehorn in there when Ken wasn't looking. But whatever. Wherever you get your podcasts, Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. Here's what you do, okay? You follow at Real Coach K, and then I tweet it out. Okay. Yeah, sure. Or follow at ESPN West Palm as oh, well. Yeah, there you can do that. Or at KLV 106. Yeah, right. yeah, no, it's fine. Um, but what you do is wherever you get your podcasts, it's there for you. You subscribe to it so you don't have to go clicking links every day. It'll come right to your phone. It's that easy. And as you can see, we talk about a lot of wide-ranging things, both rational and wildly irrational. So again, subscribe to the Ken LaVica Live featuring Coquel podcast. We'll have it for you every single day uh, here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, so our, our buddy Brendan Tobin at uh, 790 The Ticket down in Miami, he had um, he was down at Hard Rock Stadium yesterday and uh, loved Tobin. And, and you know, he's obviously real tuned into the fight game, and he was covering uh, the, uh, the, the, the press conference the uh, square off between Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul because that is the actual match. There's uh, two of them. I know. I didn't two, know that until about and, two weeks and ago. As we as we we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Logan Paul is the one who actually doesn't know how to box. He's the one who hasn't won anything, and that's who Mayweather's fighting. Yeah, that's who Mayweather's fighting. Mayweather gets the loser, Paul brother. Although Mayweather did say he'd fight both of them. Right, and so that that does bring us to this. So let's. That would be great, though. Both in one night, like that's fun. So, uh, and, and this pay per view event is June sixth at Hard Rock Stadium. But uh, Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather met with the media yesterday at Hard Rock Stadium, um, and uh, uh, Brendan actually asked Floyd about the possibility of fighting them both in the same night. And this is what took place. Well, do you really want to take them both on at the same night? Both Absolutely brothers? easy. You got two fake fighters. A fake fighter. I'm a real fighter. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, man. Right here, please. Looking over here. What's up? You wanna you wanna run it two on one night? Yeah. This What's is Jake. Absolutely. Absolutely. You wanna run it two on one night? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's, let's, let's Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Yes, sir. Get the pet work for this bug. Get, get Al Hayman. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't need Al Hayman. Let me call Al Hayman. I'm my own boss. I'm my own boss. Night. Got your hat. So, uh, that was not Logan Paul, the one who hasn't won anything in boxing, who's actually going to fight Floyd Mayweather. That was Logan Paul's attention-mongering, attention-seeking, attention-obsessed brother, Jake Paul, who rolled in there to trash-talk Floyd and and ripped his hat off. And he took his hat and ran away as if they were in, like, Sixth grade. Yeah, yeah, and that's what Jake Paul does because Jake Paul is just a punk, you know what? Um, but he's carved out a niche for himself as a a boxer. Uh, he has knocked out Nate Robinson. He has knocked out Ben Askren, and now he thinks he's hot bleep. And so 
he has he's a TikTok star, he's a social media star, and now he thinks that he's risen to the level of a boxing star. At the very least, that man has won himself a lot of money. So that confrontation between Floyd and Jake Paul moved into the tunnel, looked like afterwards, because of course Jake Paul went to social media, uh, looks like Floyd may have caught him uh, in his right eye, uh, may have ripped his shirt as well. Um, but Or those bouncers. Floyd's Probably ba- Floyd's bouncers. The money are big. team. The money team. Uh, bo- uh, bodyguards are not. Um, are small. not small. They make Shaq look yeah, small. Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, it, it occurred to me though that there is a legitimate argument to be made that the Pauls are boxing now, and it's despicable. I mean, but boxing is now a circus sport. It's been trending this way for a long time, but we are now in the realm of the circus era of boxing where uh, these niche matches are going to have more attention and be paid more attention to and possibly be bought more than championship matches. I All I've heard about over the last day now is Jake Paul, Floyd Mayweather, when Canelo Alvarez is fighting this weekend. Do you happen to know the name of the guy who Canelo Alvarez is fighting this weekend, Coquel? Greg. Not even close. Threw a name out there. Billy Joe Saunders. Oh, yeah, but Billy Joe, everyone knows BJS goes by Greg. And this is a fight that's still possibly not going to happen at Jerry World because Billy Joe Saunders is threatening to boycott due to the size of the ring. I and It's not a standard thing? Uh-uh. I, uh-uh. I mean, a lot of times in different countries, it'll be different ring sizes. Like the 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 British ring tends to be a little bit smaller. But also, too, when you're talking about heavyweights and middleweights and the size, the the weight class of who's fighting, the the ring tends to be a little bit, um, it, you know, a, a source of debate. Yeah, can't they just meet in the middle and kind of split the difference? Because some fighters want to get up in you. Some fighters want to use and move and maximize the ring. Um, but Canelo Alvarez fights this weekend. He is right now. Based on Q ratings, the most popular boxer in the world. And it isn't even a blip on the radar, but the Pauls are. And Jake Paul is going and stealing Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather got punked yesterday. He did. He got punked for the world to see. A, A proud, great boxing champion. No matter how you feel about his style of boxing, a proud, great champion got punked by a mop haired dope. I feel bad for Logan Paul because we always talk about how Floyd doesn't knock people out. Floyd's going to knock him out Floyd's, because of his yeah, brother. Yeah. Um, and Logan Paul, clearly the loser, Paul, because one, again, he's not the one who's ever won anything at boxing, and his brother made all the headlines yesterday. And let's be clear, we're calling the Pauls losers. We're they not, are losers. But we're also not saying that Floyd is the upstanding guy we're looking to. No, I, no, no, no. But it takes a special kind of loser to make you root for Floyd Mayweather. Exactly. I mean, holy hell. I've never once in my life rooted for Floyd Mayweather, and now... I hope Logan Paul is bloodied and jaw broken and laying on the mat there at Hard Rock Stadium. Can I make a challenge? I'm so tired right, of him. I, I hate Jake Paul. Can I make a challenge right here on ESPN Radio? Sure. I would like to challenge Jake Paul to a fight. I want Dean Thomas from Josh Cohen and the home team <laughs> to fight Jake Paul. Oh, That's man. it. It should happen. Make it out. Dean would mop the floor with him. I am. I am. <laughs> Dean I, I, would mop. Dean would knock. Dean would knock him out. I agree. I completely agree. Um, I am so depressed, though, about the state of boxing. The polls are boxing now. Is, 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 there's a legitimate question to be had now. Is boxing dead? 
Is boxing flat out dead? Has the pandemic completely killed off boxing? I don't know if it's the pandemic. There's just no star power. Who's the star power? And what division is the star power in? Right. Right. Canelo Alvarez, the fact that Canelo Alvarez is being hoisted up now as the face of boxing is a problem. Because Tyson Fury, that that fight um, is not going to happen anytime soon. Fury's not getting into the ring anytime soon. Negotiations take forever in the heavyweight division. Canelo Alvarez uh, doesn't really have true competition uh, at that, that super middleweight. And then you've got Jake Paul. You've got Floyd Mayweather coming out of retirement to go fight the Paul brothers. Do you think the difference is, and it could go back to what the caller had said earlier about Muhammad Ali, I believe it was Jay in West Palm Beach, of how his career fell off because they had to fight for the money. Now, now these big time fights, though, they're getting the money. They're getting well, paid. You right. may not be a. I think when if because it's a circus act. If it's, Dana White ever pays his fighters, he may run into well, the same problem where guys don't want to fight as often, and now the negotiations take too too long, and you don't actually get the big fights that you want. What's happened though is politics, not not like American politics, but like politics within boxing has really killed boxing to a point where you have separate titles, you have separate belts, you have separate divisions. Uh, nobody can unify anything. It takes forever to uh, come up with negotiations to get two stars in the ring. And through that, it's turned a lot of fans off to boxing. I think HBO losing boxing really, really hurt because that was the standard for quite some time. Uh, and you, you, boxing doesn't market anybody anymore boxing does a terrible job of marketing superstars because there's too many divisions because there's too many different uh directions being pulled at it that's where it becomes a circus sport it becomes a look at me it comes a social media content driver and that's where the polls are able to elbow elbow their way in I, i truly think Boxing is is dead. I think boxing is obviously going to keep happening, but I think boxing is dead. It's never even going to get to a spot where we think that it's mainstream any longer. Is boxing dead? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Do you think if one of these billionaire sports owners came in and they created, like soccer tried to do, a Super League of Boxing where they have their guys and they have control, over it and you have to be in there boxing can come back because that's what they've tried that they've tried that like promoters have tried that oscar de la hoya has tried that like he he legitimately tried to put everybody uh, everybody under an umbrella there's too much infighting there's too much ego there's too much stupidity in the sport now you're right that would help but is it going to happen no because i think it's unsalvageable and it's 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 frustrating it's sad but man, what what an embarrassment! If you could pay for any fight right now, what would it be? That's the thing. I don't know. Like mine would be Mike Tyson versus Jake Paul, and that's the saddest thing in the well, world. It, that's yep. the saddest thing in the world. Like, yep. That's so like I'm a 50 year old Tyson, and he's probably older than 50 versus a YouTube guy. Like yep. that's why just because I want to see him get knocked out. Yep. That's that's gross. That that's my choice. And and the last big fight we had, the last big heavyweight fight that we had was Tyson Fury. Winning in a knockout over Deontay Wilder, and it lasted basically a split second. You know, people people are paying money for this. The championship uh, bouts are not lasting long, and now we're waiting forever for Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. They're still trying to negotiate something. They're still saying, not anytime soon. That doesn't help. And again, that's where this clown show, like the Paul brothers, especially Jake Paul, comes in. Because Floyd Floyd needs a payday. Floyd, he'll always take a payday. That doesn't help either. I mean, Floyd, 
He's got this legacy undefeated, but he doesn't truly care about his career when he's doing stuff like that, when he's fighting Conor McGregor, when he's fighting Logan Paul. He's not a good ambassador for the sport. Floyd Mayweather is not a good ambassador for boxing, and that is not helping either. It's just really embarrassing. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. He's Kokel. I'm Ken Levicka, and we're live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Now back to Ken and Coquel. The four teams that were in the postseason that are likely going to be out this year, and the four NFL teams that may make a surprise run to the postseason. We'll talk about this. USA Today has a list of them. It's interesting. Ken Levicka live. I am Ken Levicka. He's Coquel here on ESPN 106.3, the ESPN app. And don't forget, you can listen to us on your smart speaker as well. Uh, Coquel, seven days away. Seven days away from pig time you're racing pigs and i still can't believe this i cannot wait to destroy hamlet and his buddies out at the south florida fair the south florida fair ken starts today it starts tonight i'm going to be racing them next week but the fair starts tonight and make sure you get out there and enjoy all the scrumptious food the live music the events everything that's there but of course check out the pig races tweet at us at espn west palm Give me some scouting reports of the pigs so I know who I'm going after. They have no idea what's coming for them. And, of course, we're going to be broadcasting live next Friday. Ken Levick alive at the South Florida Fair, and I will be calling Coquel's race against the famous racing pigs right here on Ken Levick Alive. And what is truly a, a play-by-play opportunity unlike anything I've ever experienced in my career. Coquel, I mean, how excited are you? How excited are you? Tell oh, the truth. Thrilled. Be honest. Truly thrilled. Are you going to go out and scout them? Because, again, the fair starts tonight. It goes to the 23rd. It's at the fairgrounds in West Palm Beach. Delicious fair food, rides, farm animals, live entertainment. A trip to past the yesterday year village with that haunted house that I've I, I will tell you by the time this fair is over, it visited my dreams. Not even joking. You've teased it now two it straight used to be days. Over here. It, 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 it haunts me. <laughs> it was on the show Ghost Adventures, and I'm still... I will be scared. I get scared whenever I drive by. So that may throw me off in my racing when I race the pigs. <laughs> But get your tickets now at SouthFloridaFair.com or download the South Florida Fair app for more savings. All right, so let's go into Red Light, Green Light, presented by Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach. It's where I brought uh, bought my uh, Kia K5 GT. It's where you're going to have uh, a truly outstanding car buying experience in Coquel. Let's get into the Red Light. For the win, USA Today put out the four playoff teams that are not going to get back into the postseason in 2021 and team number one the Steelers and I can't really argue they don't feel like a team that is on the way up I know that Mike Tomlin got the contract extension but you lose the anchor of your offensive line and there's constant offseason drama always with Ben Roethlisberger he's coming back for one more year they did not look good despite that 
undefeated run to start the year. They looked like a shell of the first 12 games in the final six weeks of the season. I love Pat Rooney Jr. and everyone at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, so it hurts me to say this, but that's a red light on the Steelers. Yeah. They are not They are not going to be. Ben is washed. He's done. When they get a new quarterback in, then they'll have their answer. All right. Red light, green light. USA Today for the win has the Colts as a playoff team that will not be in the postseason with new quarterback Carson Wentz. I'm going to red light them, too. I don't think they're getting in the playoffs either. I think Wentz is overrated and hurt too often. Who knows how many games he'll play? I just can't believe in Carson Wentz. Like, I no. can't. And it's, I mean, it's it's partially the performance in Philadelphia, but it's more just the soap opera uh, stuff that, that surrounded him. And he seems so wildly sensitive. And going to India is going to be a lot easier than being in Philadelphia, but he's just, he's so sensitive. And they won without him with Nick Foles. Yes. So, like, it wasn't really even him Every in the first place. Every time the Eagles were at their peak in the Carson Wentz era, it's with someone else at quarterback. It, it, it's it's truly incredible. Number three, a team that made the postseason, albeit barely, but a red light or green light here brought to you by Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach on the Bears. Falling out of the postseason, not going this year. So, red light means they're out. I'm going to say the green light. I think they're going to get in. Red light is if you agree that they're out of the playoffs. This game is very confusing to me. All right. I am going to say they're out of the playoffs. Okay. Although, what happens if Justin Fields gets to start right away? I know. And I, you know, I'm going green light. They're in the playoffs. It's green light. Get them in the playoffs. I yeah. want them in the playoffs. Justin Fields was the second best quarterback in that draft class. He fell to the Bears or they moved up a little bit, but he fell down to 10. I'm going playoffs for the Bears. I almost get the sense, especially if Aaron Rodgers does not come back to the Packers, that Andy Dalton might be enough to get them one of those low seeds again. Your second-rate cities stick showing again. You you always go to that place. You're such a small man sometimes. Like the fact that I'm bringing up a legitimate football point and you have to attack the city. It's because so sad it's, of you. There's no other reason besides loyalty to your childhood that you can believe in Andy Dalton. I'm sorry. There's not there's no Andy other reason. Andy Dalton was not terrible for the Cowboys last year. Andy Dalton's not terrible. It's funny when the Bears triumphantly announce him QB1 and his hair is truly hilarious, but he's also not like completely washed. Red light. Andy Dalton is is washed. <laughs> he's a a walking a walking talking red light actually. Uh, red light, green light, green light. They're going to the playoffs. Red light, they're not in the playoffs. USA today, the four teams they think are going from postseason to golfing after the regular season in 2021. Their final team of the four, WFT, Washington football team. They're going to be exciting. They're going to be fun for about five weeks, but then the magic is going to wear off of Fitzmagic, and they are going to get the big red light, and they will be moving towards their future. And then all of the folks down here who kept screaming for Fitzpatrick. It's got to be Fitzpatrick. How could you let Fitzpatrick go? Oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, sad because Tua uh, got the job. Ryan, I'm, oh, we feel so bad for you. They're going to see Ryan Fitzpatrick is fun, great beard, always a mediocre quarterback. Always a mediocre quarterback. You're right. He, he's he's not going to bring Washington football team back to the post. But he can throw the ball 20 yards downfield. So can Tua. Mm, rag arm. Where, I, I where are see you it. getting that? Where, By watching where are him, you watching that? him throw the ball, dump off, short pass, incomplete pass, not taking shots downfield. You are such a simpleton. I mean, you are such an incredible simpleton. It, it is truly astounding. With a that, better quarterback, Dolphins are in the playoffs the last year. 
with a now, better offensive coordinator not using a different playbook for the veteran that he did for the rookie. If the, the quarterback's the good playoffs. enough, learn the playbook and get going, Tua. I'm they they were Chan Gailey was a, a complete softy. A complete softy with Tua. Chan Gailey was the problem. Chan Gailey's your scapegoat. So I learned in this mm-hmm. segment that Chan Gailey is the problem. Yeah. And Andy Dalton's an MVP. That's Ken Levick's I didn't say he was an MVP. I said he is good enough nope, they, to they drag red the Bears light. into the playoffs. Red light. He's he is, not good enough for anything. He is good enough to drag the Bears into an expanded postseason. Absolutely. Especially if Jordan Love is the Packers' starting quarterback. Khalil Mack out of Fort Pierce Westwood better have 37 sacks of Andy Dalton. No, you know what? Khalil, Khalil Mack out of Fort Pierce Westwood better have a better season this year. You want to know whoa, what he whoa, was whoa, last whoa, year? Whoa. Disappointing. Whoa, we don't talk like that. I am the host of High School Hysteria, which you can hear tonight from 6 to 7 on ESPN 106.3. I'm just saying. We don't talk about Khalil Mack in that light. I think that he would agree that he did not have the type of year that he needs to have for the money he is paid and for what the Bears gave up for him. Maybe Andy Dalton should have stepped up and not had all the pressure on him. What does that even mean? It doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. It just means stop talking bad about our local guy. You just say Go ahead. Things. You know, you're going to rip on Justin Simmons next? No, because Justin Simmons got Martin a job County. done last uh, year. Lamar ja- you got a Lamar Jackson take fired up there, Ken Levicka? No, but I could bring a Cody Parkey take to the table. Oh, don't do that. Jupiter's own. <laughs> oh, Cody. Oh, even you feel bad about yeah, that. Yeah, come uh. on, man. And that is Red Light, Green Light, brought to you by Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach. Again, it is where I got my brand new Kia uh, K5 GT. I just absolutely adore the car, but I adore the fact that Kia, Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach, is looking out for you, the consumer. It's one thing to say, oh, yeah, I bought a car from there. Go buy a car. It's another thing to explain to you why you should be shopping at Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach, like my buddy Andy did just a couple of days ago. It's another thing to explain to you why Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach is the best place for you to be and how they have your back. They truly have your back at Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach with their credit clinic. If you have bad credit, it's okay. The credit clinic at Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach has your back, and Speaking of bad credit, I've been there. I've done that. So I get it. I, I truly get it. I've gone through the sleepless nights. I've gone through the frustration trying to make big purchases. I know about this. That's why I'm telling you about this. At Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach, local bank representatives are going to be on site to grant special approval to consumers who meet certain minimum criteria. So if you have a job bringing home $350 a week, that's $350 a week. The credit clinic at Greenway Kia of West Palm wants to approve you, wants to put you into a car, wants to make it possible to get the financing done. The new 2021 Kia Fortes with zero down payment, only $265 a month at Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach. That 2021 Kia Forte, dependable, sleek-looking, really good car. And mention this ad, you receive a flat-screen TV with your new Kia purchase. So it's not just the car, it's a flat-screen TV. What are they doing at Greenway Kia of West Palm? I told them, guys, that's too much. And they said, no, we're doing it, Ken. All right, fine, go there and punish him. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. When we come back, there's just some people in sports you don't trash talk. You don't even joke about trash talking. But in the SEC, someone put their foot in it, put their foot in it bad, even if he didn't mean to. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Levick Alive. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken Lavica and Chris Coquel. Chad.
Jimbo, why? Why, 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 why? I just, I don't get the reason why you would come at the king. Ken Levick alive. I am Ken Levicka. He's Coquel. We got the weekend upcoming, but spend your weekend listening to the Ken Levicka Live featuring Coquel podcast. Why don't you just go up for the last month? Go back to the last month and listen to all of them. Just do it. And Mother's then, Day weekend, best Mother's gift Day you can get. Yeah, the best gift you can get. Take them to the breakers, download the podcast, and let them listen to the podcast at the break. Just get rafted. By the way, are do you um do you cook on Mother's Day? Cook what? <laughs> uh, do you do special food? Anything on Mother's For what? Day? My mom's in New York. <laughs> New York. Why? You think I should get my you, wife something? Why you you choose She's danger? Not my mother. Why do you choose danger every day? She's not my mother. Oh, Wait, I, you think I'm supposed to get her a gift? Stuff to my kids. They can make a little art project, a craft, whatever they do. What are we paying <laughs> the daycare to do? Handle it. Handle it, Apple Tree. <laughs> I'm not getting Take her a gift. Your responsibility. Wait, you, you're really not getting her a gift? She's not my mother. It's not wife's day. <laughs> Oh, you make me uncomfortable because I don't even want to know what the discussion is going to be like in your house on Sunday. Like, I Nothing. Almost, Good oh. morning. Where's my breakfast? <laughs> stop. Come on. Would you stop already? Jesus, man. All right. Let's get to Jimbo Fisher because Jimbo Fisher uh, back on Wednesday spoke to the Houston Touchdown Club uh, and uh, he was good natured. And uh, I know when you get in settings like that, you want to talk to the crowd. You want to talk up to the crowd. You want the crowd to get behind you. It's easy to kind of get caught up in the whole thing. And uh, Jimbo sort of, uh, Jimbo sort of uh, got a little bit beyond himself. He got a little bit beyond himself uh, when he was asked by a fan, "What's the key other than Saban retiring to beating Alabama?" Jimbo Fisher smiled and said, "Quote." We're going to beat his ass even when he's there, end quote. Yeah. And went on to say, hey, I respect the guy, laughed about it. Jimbo and Nick Saban are our longtime friends. So last night, Nick Saban was at a charity event, and he was asked about Jimbo Fisher's comments. So I was going to ask, uh, your friend Jimbo said yesterday that um, at some point while you're in Tuscaloosa, that he was going to beat your butt. That wasn't the word that he used, but did you have any response for that? In golf? <laughs> I think you. I think you meant on the football field. <laughs> well, I'm sure there will come a day, you know. But um, is that what you're talking about? That football. He was talking. He was talking about football. Oh, he was. Well, it used to be on my noontime basketball league. I guess you know we're no longer partners. Oh, Nick Saban. Nick Saban in golf. Is he talking about in golf? Okay, it was a funny response. But come on, media. <laughs> I can't, oh, fake media I can't life is stand big, fake media laugh. You know who did a great fake media laugh in his days covering the Dolphins? This guy. Oh, oh you're such a shill. I was, I was. I mean, anytime Jason Taylor said anything remotely humorous. Ah! <laughs> oh, man. Like, it, it, was, a good, it was a good response. It but then they laughed fail. later on again afterwards. I but I love Jimbo. Why wouldn't Jimbo say it? No, but why even poke that bear? Why? why what do you think? Alabama's going to gonna beat you by more... You non-football guys, go get it. There is no inspiration. Alabama's going to beat you by 40. They're going to beat you by 40. You know, that's a good line. What, is Alabama going to beat you by more than they've been beating you? Uh, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't like the, and of course Lane had to jump in on that and tweet about Jimbo. Like, oh, now it's going up on the weight room wall in Tuscaloosa. Why would you say that? Like, about Lane, that's great. Saban coming off a championship. No, I don't, I, I, just Jimbo, come on. Your team's good enough to where 
You don't need to go really? to that. Like Jimbo, Jimbo has been doing this long enough. He doesn't even have to get caught up at the good old boy convention talking trash to Nick Saban. How much is Jimbo talked about right now? I don't know. Not a ton. Not a ton. When he was at Florida State, how much was he talked about? A lot. A lot. But you're going by being down here in South Florida. I think in Texas, he's probably talked about an awful lot. Mm. He was down here in the Orange Bowl. He's he not wa- at Texas. Okay. Like he, I don't know if he's talked about as much. He's got to get his team a national program. He's got to make sure everyone's talking about him. Build that buzz. Make it something. So you're, so you're good, Jimbo. We should just have Coach Trash talking all yes. the way around. When I, when I took the Olympic Heights job, I told Jack, I think I was on this air. I said, to, maybe Evan said I wasn't coming to kiss Jack, Jack Daniels da- rings. Oh, boy. Jim. You got to talk trash. Former Jack Daniels, all-time Dwyer coach. Dwyer coach, yeah. and now at Cardinal and, and, you know, They destroy us, although Olympic Heights beat, beat Dwyer, but whatever. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, thanks, I just, thanks for handling my business, Coach Best. It j- just just with Jimbo. Jimbo, you don't need that. It's what Rex Ryan used that. to do. You bring attention to and your And how program. did that end for him? It would have been great if... Someone in the organization didn't tear apart the roster. <laughs> who, who's that? Who did that? Coquel, tell me. Who, who tore apart the Jets roster? Woody Johnson. <laughs> no, who, do, who no, is it? Was it just Woody? Was there someone else in just the Jets Woody. front office? Just yeah? Woody. Yeah. Maybe Chris Johnson, his brother. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, somebody somebody motored over the roster? Okay. Maybe you shouldn't have uh, traded uh, Jericho Cotri. Oh. Hmm. All right. But, but it, it Trade was, away the O-line. You're right. It was Woody Johnson. Woody yeah, Johnson yeah. took it. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, no, you, Why are you trying to start you, beef? No, Why you, are you trying to start beef between me and Mr. T? Mr. T is a great it, you nailed it to a T. Yeah, exactly. All right. So uh, we started the show. We started the show by asking who's the saddest sports decline uh, in your sports lifetime because of Albert Pujols. Clearly, last 10 years, not even close to the same player in St. Louis uh, that uh, he uh, he was with the Angels. He was half the player he was with the Angels uh, compared to the Hall of Famer first ballot all time. Great. We saw with the Cardinals. And I said Ken Griffey Jr. is probably the saddest career decline of my lifetime because he was unstoppable. Uh, DeBloat on Twitter says Joe Namath was the saddest decline for him. I mean, shining star, and it didn't take long for that to really come, like, middle. But I don't think people still realize that he was all athleticism. He was dunking balls in high school when no one else was dunking. That's what his game was. Then he blew out his knees. His knees are what was the decline. Like, Joe Namath gets this overrated. If he stayed healthy or if he had today's science – he would have had a much better career. Uh, Fantasy Brad says Roy Jones Jr. Uh, Roy Jones, who, man, it was jarring to see him against Tyson. Really looked like he didn't know much about what he was doing any longer. Uh, Captain America says Bo Jackson. After the hip injury. Yeah, that hurt. Uh, and the hip replacement, getting hurt with the Raiders. And being a White Sox fan, I saw him make his return to baseball. And seeing him not able to really, truly move was wild. I mean, really wild. So good in Tech Mobile. He's the best Tech Mobile player ever. He's so arguably good. the greatest. Ooh, LT was, you could rush all, you couldn't throw against no, the Giants. No, I'll take offense over the. How? How can you think you can't throw the ball with LT? You could, no, 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 no. Bo Jackson, if you, if you bang B hard enough, just like smash that button hard enough, you could break through an LT tackle in Tech Mobile. 888 LT versus Bo Jackson. David Reynolds also says Bo Jackson. Matthew Rescigno tweets, Jamal Adams is the toughest career fade that maybe he's seen. I think that's some Jets pettiness right Yeah, there, maybe right? you're just mad that he left the team. He's not bad. Right. Uh, Brian Cole, Griffey. Uh, Mike loves beer. Griffey. Heat Mando says Griffey as well. Serious beer aficionado says Peyton Manning. Yeah. yeah. He fell off 
because he had the record season the year before. And it's weird, his fall off fell into a Super Bowl championship. Well, part though. of it, he was still winning, but he went from just a truly incredible passer, unbelievably accurate, to having no arm whatsoever. Fell off. It looked painful to watch him throw. Um, uh, I, had, I was eased into it because Chad Pennington was one of my favorites of all time, and he turned into noodle arm real quick, too. Yeah, but man, what he was able to do with that noodle arm was more effective than what Peyton Manning was able to do with that I mean, noodle Peyton arm. Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl with it. I understand that, but he's not the reason for that Super Bowl. He was not the reason for that Super Bowl, whereas Chad Pennington was a big reason why the Dolphins won uh, the AFC East in 2008. Uh, Basie Crock with a great one. Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams, because he was at the top of the game, and then uh, he decided to leave the game, and then came back because he needed the money and performed at a high level, and then was just sort of broken parts near the end of his career. But I love Ricky Williams. I'll forever love Ricky Williams because, man, was he fascinated. What a career uh, for him. Uh, Lizard King says Marino. Dan Marino. But I think that's more... 62-7 to was not Marino's fault. Marino was a reason. the reason they won the playoff game the week before to go to Jacksonville. What was hard for Marino is watching him all of a sudden not be able to move. Like, he all of a sudden became like yeah. statue statue. Yeah. Now, he was never super mobile. No, but like he literally could... He would take the ball and shotgun it felt like and not move his feet. Yeah. And then they'd pick him up and move him to the next huddle. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> just, just lift him up and place him there. Uh, Eddie in Boynton, wrap us up for uh, for the week here. Who's the saddest sports decline? To me, it was Don Mattingly. For five years, he was the best player in baseball, and then he hurt his back. Yep, and he's not in the Hall of Fame because of it. Yeah, well, so that's that's my guy, Eddie. Watching him go through all those different backs batting stances just for his back was so rough. Yeah, Jim told me oh something similar. Yeah, I mean he um he, he he got a leg kick right before the playoff of the, of his last uh, last year, and he hit like four hundred in the playoffs, and then that was it, man. But you know it, that that really hurt. But he should be in the Hall of Fame. But you know once that back went, that was it. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Appreciate it, Eddie. Pre- really do appreciate that. Uh, yes. Poor Donnie Baseball left the Yankees. They won the World Series the next year. Became a bench coach for the Yankees. Left. They won the World Series the next year. Oh, Don. Oh, Don. And then he gets he goes to deep playoff runs with the Dodgers, and then they eventually win a championship with him gone uh, as well. We also had a caller during the break say Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith. Did they fall off at the same time? I didn't feel like they did. No, I, I think Emmett Smith had a couple more years. He had a decent. He was decent in Arizona, but Compiler. but Troy Aikman with the um, with the concussions. Yeah, that yeah. was a slow burn for him for sure. All right, that's a wrap. Hey, real quick, I want to thank everybody at Baptist Health uh, for getting me vaccinated. I got shot number two yesterday, uh, and I really, really, really appreciate it. Please get vaccinated, and uh, if you need to, go through Baptist Health. They have vaccines available. Coquel's fully vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated. How you feeling? Uh, a little sluggish, but other than that, I feel good. And I, I'm wondering, is it working? <laughs> like I, The fact I haven't had side effects, I'm a little worried it's not working. It's working. Don't listen to that because the people who are sick and saying that means it's working, it's like when the doctor tells me why my son won't poop in the toilet. He tells me it's because he's really smart. They're just trying to make me feel better. <laughs> no, the doctors said uh, if you don't have side effects, everything's good. You're still protected. It's all good. And so I am I am absolutely thrilled. Uh, Coquel, we'll talk to you on Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. I'm Ken Lavica. And go to the South Florida Fair. And next week, next Friday, Racing Pigs. Coquel Racing Pigs. Good Lord. We'll talk to you Monday on ESPN 106.3.